The following is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on anything being discussed, consult your medical doctor. Welcome to Heart Health with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefald. Heart Health is a local call-in health show designed to educate and inform you of the most up-to-date information for not only maintaining a healthy heart, but a healthy body. Call us with your health questions at 919-860-9783. You can get better, stay healthy, and spot medical misinformation just by listening to this radio show, Heart Health Radio. I'm Dave Alexander. Here is Dr. Franklin Weefald. Hello, Good sir. Good afternoon. Yes. And Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas, everybody. If we don't say it enough, we care about you listening. We really do. But we want you to be healthy and we want you to be Absolutely. safe and you know have a good holiday season. What's your What's your favorite Christmas song? Favorite Christmas? Do you have song? one? Yeah, I like the instrumental versions of the music from the Charlie Brown. Special. Oh yeah, the song called Da 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 Da, da which is da, 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 da. that's actually called Linus and Lucy. Yeah, that's right. the name of the song. Right. It's, uh, but it's I, become a ubiquitous Christmas thing. I love watching the kid dance whose head goes all the way to the left <laughs> and then all the way to the right. You know, it's just, it's a great Well, let me tell you, Jen, Jenny Parrish, who's the manager of my office, has had a, a little Christmas tree that was all, you know, like barren with yes. the bending over with the one bulb on it. <laughs> and I said, that's Charlie Brown Christmas tree. And she pushed a button and the, the music went up. Is it really? Yeah. I didn't okay. realize you could buy one of those. Yeah. All right, so we've got on the radio show fake news coming up in just a few minutes. There's a lot there. We had to trim down the list. Yeah. Uh, because apparently this part of the year, people just trying to fool you. Yep. We've got health risks at Christmas. Flu is taking off. We're not trying to scare you. We're just going to tell you the numbers and let you be scared on your own. If you're a vegan, watch out for two things. One is your B12 level. The other is lifting heavy furniture. No, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. <laughs> you just show me a show me a couple of vegan men who can move a, a sofa bed. Um, and is Joe Biden ill? What do you want to take on first? Uh, let's talk about the Christmas health issues. I mean, this is the season, and I think people already know that it can be an extremely stressful time. I mean, it's like you know, oh my gosh, what am I going to get my kids? Are they going to like it? Yeah. When am I, where am I going to get the money to pay for all these things? Yes. And then for for a lot of people, it's I got to get together with family members I can't stand. Are people getting sick more during this period of time? Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with the stress. Okay. And then there's one big thing I think people need to understand, especially lately. And we've had no sunny days until the last couple of days. Yeah. And I noticed that I was just really getting down. And... It's called seasonal affective disorder. Uh-huh. Now, some people get it not just because it's rainy and cloudy, but we have a smaller uh, amount of sunshine because of the way the season is. Yeah. Um, you know, in the summer, you get 14, 16 hours of daylight. And now we're getting eight, nine, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so the circadian, that's what's called circadian rhythms. Believe it or not, the amount of sun that hits our face affects the neurotransmitters in our brains. And so for some people, um, having less sunlight can really bring on depression. 
Now, thankfully, there's something I use, and uh, it's it's very inexpensive. You can get it on Amazon for thirty bucks, and it's called a full spectrum sad lamp. Sad, it's really sad, but seasonal affective disorder, SAD, SAD. sad. And you sit in front of this thing for twenty minutes, and it perks you up. It brings up. Your neurotransmitters, the happy ones, the serotonins and the, the, the norepinephrines and it, the dopamine. And it works for a lot of people. It doesn't work for everybody. Right. Um, it perked me up the last week. I mean, I came into the office on Monday and said, well, I don't want to do this. It's, I'm just, you know, down. Yeah. So the sad lamp came from Amazon and I put it up next to my computer, turned it on full blast. Yeah, oh yeah. And you can, it, it doesn't give you sunburn. It's not a UV lamp. It's what they call a full-spectrum lamp. So, you know, the rainbow has yeah. all those different colors, you know, from purple to red, yellow, green, blue. And so that full-spectrum hits your face. It's like sunlight, mm-hmm. except without the sunburn. And I feel like this warmth all over my face. And then I really felt the difference that afternoon. Now, whether it's psychological or not doesn't matter. Well, you I know, can if tell, it's a placebo effect, it doesn't matter. I was happy. I can tell you, not that this is seasonal affective disorder, but there is this sort of, I'm driving to work in the dark and I'm coming home in the dark, in the dark. disorder, or I leave work and the sun's, sun's out, but then it goes yeah. down while I'm driving home. So, and, so take this seriously. You know. If you're down you know, and you're feeling blue, if it's really serious, please see your doctor right away. Is it really called sad seasonal affective yeah, disorder? Yeah, sad. There, in fact, if what you need to do on Amazon yeah. is search sad lamp. Okay. S-A-D lamp. And they have a bunch. Don't think you have to buy the most expensive one. Yeah. They all work. Okay. Uh, and it depends on how big they are. Now, I bought one that has four different levels of intensity. Um, because I like to dial it down a little bit and dial it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I really endorse them. I'm not endorsing one single brand. But if you're really down, if you're really depressed, right. don't just rely on the sad lamp. Go see your doctor because he or she may diagnose you with clinical depression yeah. and may need you may need extra help. Are there other risks at Christmas yes. time that we should watch and out for? What I was very surprised. I mean, I knew that winter – had a greater uh, number of heart attack patients, but it's really clustered around Christmas. And so, you know, there are a lot of questions why, but it seems to have to do with stress. Now, we've talked about this before. Stress, it's not just feeling a little anxious. Um, When you're stressed out, you know, money worries, Christmas worries, facing family members that you don't want to see, the levels of stress hormones, cortisol. Yeah epinephrine, norepinephrine, uh, although it's good in the brain, it can be bad in the rest of your body. And it causes the arteries to constrict. And it causes the arteries in your heart to constrict. And so when you have that chocolate-covered cherry that I use as a metaphor for the cholesterol plaque, it's got a cap. It's got a cholesterol semi-liquid, you know, inside. And when the artery constricts, you know, just think about it. If you if you squeeze a chocolate chocolate cherry, it's going to break. Yeah. Cherry, it's going to break. And when that does, all that innards, it's very, very prone to clot. And then that clot propagates or enlarges, and you can have a heart attack. So be aware that Christmas time can be a very stressful time and can have a higher risk of heart attack. Eddie from Raleigh is called in. Thank you, Eddie. Eddie. I didn't even mention our telephone number, which is 919-860-9783. But Eddie 
Look this up because he's a vegan, and he's no, very sad that no, you're not. no, I'm not a vegan. Right. Well, what, hey, what drew me to calling was the sad. Yeah, the the uh, I I'm from uh, the Southwest, uh-huh. uh, Colorado, California, New Mexico, that area, and um, my wife is from New York. Ended up moving to New York for six years. Yeah, <clears throat> and. Uh, I, first year, I could feel, seriously, some kind of depression. Right. And it, it, it was as clear as if I could walk on grass with my bare feet. Mm-hmm. And after living there for six years and moving to Raleigh, I, after about two or three weeks, I felt that depression lift. Yeah, and, um, I was truly a believer that of the sad disorder. Eddie, where in New York were you? Mid Hudson Valley. Okay, where was that? Mid Hudson Valley. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a nice area, but you know, beautiful the, area. The farther and north you go, the I didn't try the sad lamp, but this is what I wanted to say. Sure. on the Radio with regard to that, I'll bet anything you can buy one of those with your HSA card. With your HSA card. Yes, you yeah, can. No, no, yes, account. you can. It yep. qualifies as a medical device. Yeah. Yep. So, well, yeah. You anything. Yeah, absolutely. I just wanted the listeners to know that. Yeah, and that's a very good point. Um, and, you know, hey, Merry Dave, Christmas. We, Have a nice day. Yeah, you Eddie, too. Thank Merry you. Christmas. I appreciate you calling. Yeah. That is a great point, and yep. I think something people need to know. Medical devices can be paid for on your health savings account. Oh, yes. Um, and so a lot of people who have uh, health savings accounts, they are mm-hmm. set up often um, by the employers, mm-hmm. but you can set one up yourself and these things are deductible. Um, the money is pre-tax that goes into it. And believe it or not, you yeah. can buy simple health things with it, like right. toothpaste. Right. And so your over-the-counter things that you do to keep, you know, Macon would love this. Um, yeah. It's, it's, you can buy it as a health um, deduction uh, through your HSA. And, you know, I'm really glad he called because I, I wanted to mention, and I didn't, that the farther north you go, the less sunshine there is right. in the winter. And you know where the, the highest levels of SAD are? No. In Scandinavia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm half Norwegian, so there is a big, big amount of increased suicides in Scandinavian countries in the, in the winter. And so they're really big on these sad lamps. Anywhere that they have six months of no nighttime and then six months of nighttime has got to be bad right. on the human body but they are real happy in the summer <laughs> oh sure they are <laughs> yeah that's where the swedish bikini team came around <laughs> you know i mean it's I don't, does it get warm enough to wear a bikini or do they just do it because they're happy sweden yeah, eventually a midsummer yeah. i'm sure yeah yeah it's um, amazing uh, we mentioned Macon. Macon is Macon Singletary of North Raleigh Periodontics. Yeah, and, and so I think that uh, Macon's been on the show twice. Really yeah. love the guy. And um, those rinses and stuff that you yeah. want and and your uh, dental floss and yeah. toothpaste, you can, if you have an HSA or health mm-hmm. savings account. And you, who are those financial people who are on PTF that oh we hear gosh, all the time? There's all, there's, there's a couple, yeah, there's call a them yeah. and ask them how to set up an HSA because I don't know. 
but I, I'm My really employer glad. lets me do it every year. Yeah, I'm really glad that uh, the caller talked about it because I think it'd be a really good way for people to get their non-prescriptive right. um, things through uh, a pre-tax program. Bill Alexander could help you out with yeah. that. Yeah. All yeah, right. call them. All right. Our number, by the way, 919-860-9783. We're going to talk about the flu, vegans, and B12. B12. And is Joe Biden okay? I mean, is his his health outlook good? It's a legitimate question, but we, it's controversial, too. We're also going to welcome on the show Denny Owens of InShape Medical in Raleigh, January 18th, right here on Heart Health Radio. Is your retirement plan on set it and forget it? It's time you take control. Tune in Saturdays at 3 for Financial Safari with America's Wealth Coach, Pete DeRuta. Coach Pete can help you get the most out of your retirement. Every Saturday afternoon at 3, right here on WPTF. Protecting your assets is a vital element of estate planning. Estate planning attorney Andrew Coben of the Brady Coben Law Group explains the best way to protect what you have. A common technique that clients will use without the assistance of an attorney is to simply give away their assets. And this has a lot of ramifications to it. An attorney would suggest rather than giving away your assets would be to transfer them to an irrevocable trust. And this has many advantages over simply giving them away. An irrevocable trust can shelter assets from your creditors and from your beneficiaries' creditors. An irrevocable trust will also allow you to have a say in how the assets are used. And, of course, there's less ability for the beneficiaries to blow the money. Brady Copen Law Group, honoring the life, work, and charity of every individual. If you want to protect your assets, contact the Brady Coben Law Group with offices in Raleigh and a new office in Wake Forest. Go to ncestateplanning.com. That's ncestateplanning.com. For clients in need of professional-level documents on demand, Coeco offers an industry-leading lineup of production print equipment. Coeco sells and services desktop printers, wide engineering, wide format printers, and high-speed production devices, enabling you to produce error-free, high-quality documents quickly and efficiently. Print your D-sized documents on Tyvek and never worry about weather ruining your prints. Visit Coeco.com to learn more. That's C-O-E-C-O.com. Their reputation is in the name. Coeco Office Systems. Did you know that generic drugs are just as safe and effective as brand name drugs? Generics might look different, but they work the same way. And they can even save you money. Don't believe me? Ask your doctor or pharmacist. Or visit FDA.gov slash generic drugs. You're a fraud, you're a fake, and you are lying through your teeth. You're irrelevant, malevolent, and weak. The fake news WPTF and fake news on Heart Health Radio from our fake news desk. It's not even a desk. It's a, it's just more of a, a countertop. From the fake news countertop, here is Dr. Franklin Weefall. Okay. Now, you probably saw this on Facebook. The study was done by a pseudo-academic medical center yeah. and was actually published in the Academy of Neurology which said that if you sleep more than nine hours a night, you have an increased risk of death, which, you know, people just listen to this, and then the article said, well, then don't nap, because uh-huh. you're asleep when you're napping. Yeah. Okay, try to understand that people who have to be in bed for nine to ten hours a day, 
because they have to, probably have a sleep disturbance. And so the concept is when you're in bed and your eyes are closed, you're not necessarily getting that stage three and stage four sleep when your brain shuts down and the channels open up to drain the poisons in your brain and your muscles, and you have to be paralyzed. That's the restorative sleep, and it should be 20 minutes of stage three, stage four, Uh three times a night in order to have a good restful sleep. Now, we talked before about good sleep, and um, a lot of times, and there's a baseball player, I can't remember his name right now, who sleeps eight to 10 hours a night, Uh but he does it for therapeutic reasons, and it's actually his... Um, set time Mm -hmm. and he needs that amount of sleep because he's working out all the time and he's hurting his body and it's getting restored. But when you nap, that doesn't count towards your 10 hours, you know, limit according to this study. Now, if you fall asleep driving, that's not napping. No. Um, Thomas Alva Edison, the guy who invented the light bulb, he did power naps. And a lot of really successful people lay down for 20 minutes, take a nap, it refreshes them, and they go out and do the rest of their work. Right. But I don't want people to see this on Facebook and think that napping will kill you. What is the problem is that if you wake up tired like you haven't slept, you need to see your doctor because that's a sleep disturbance. You have to be paralyzed, your brain shut down, breathing through your nose, three cycles of 20 minutes each in order to get healthy sleep and to be healthy. You're saying that there is a type of sleep. That is, when you're asleep, your body must eventually reach a state where you're not going to move your arms and legs. You have to be paralyzed. And certain good things happen to your body. The only thing that operates during that stage three, stage four sleep is your midbrain, which is our, our primitive brain, like a fish brain, that will power our body and our diaphragm to breathe in and breathe out. The rest of the body shuts down. So if you have what's called periodic limb movement disorder, you can't stop moving, you will not get good sleep. If you can't breathe through your nose because you have sinus infections or obstructive sleep apnea, you will not get sleep. But this doesn't translate, like the story said, that napping is bad for you. Napping is not bad for you. Take a nap. It'll refresh you. It's good for your brain. All right. The show's yours. Absolutely. <laughs> now, going to the couch. I want to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart. Another story about your dirty underwear is contaminating your fresh laundry. <laughs> there's, an, there's an article that's by Nicole Bogart. I don't know if she's related to Humphrey or not. I don't know. But I can guarantee you Humphrey would have said, sweetheart, wash my underwear. I mean, come on. <clears throat> okay, so underwear is dirty by nature. Wash your underwear with the rest of your laundry. Yes. This lady even calculated that after a month, there's a peanut-sized collection of fecal matter that is transferred to your other clothes. 99% of the fecal matter, number one, is harmless. Okay, it's it's you've got the same stuff in you. I mean, when somebody passes gas and you smell it, that's Uh their fecal matter in your nose. I mean, that just is. If you smell somebody who smells bad on the bus. Yes. That's their body odor bacteria getting into your nose. Right. There are germs everywhere. So it it makes you healthier to be exposed to common germs. It stimulates your immune system. 
Now, if your husband or your wife has hepatitis A, their stools are infectious. You need to be careful in those situations. But in every day, being afraid now to wash your husband's dirty underwear that's got skid marks on it, that's ridiculous. I mean, it's just absurd. Don't listen to these people. Germaphobes are not healthy people. The headline was what? Dirty underwear is infecting. Yeah, contaminating your fresh laundry. Your fresh laundry. Okay, I mean, touching your husband, touching your loved one is yes. going to contaminate you in the same way. Yes. But it's not contamination. It's the passing on of the billions and billions of bacteria that are all over our bodies, in our uh, underwear, everywhere. And the common everyday bacteria is good for you because it stimulates your immune system. You know, and remember, fun, yeah. the, the kids who got polio were not the farm kids, were not the Amish kids. They were the kids whose immune systems weren't strong enough to fight it off because they lived in a sterile, aseptic environment in the upper middle class homes. You're not a big fan of hand, lo- hand sanitizer well, hand sanitizer all the time, I right? am during this flu season, okay? okay. And see, the influenza is not a common virus, and it is not one of the viruses that you can generally fight off on your own, although there are people who do. The stronger, the people mm-hmm. with stronger immune systems mm-hmm. actually can fight off the flu virus very quickly without even the flu vaccine. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't have your flu vaccine. Get we, it. we didn't mention the story yeah. about the flu. It's, it's kicked off. It's kicked off. I saw three this week in my office. Okay. Um, and uh, two had not had the flu shot. Mm-hmm. One had, and the flu that they had was the influenza now, not just your what we call the flu. You know, stomach ache and, and a cough is not the flu. Influenza is a very serious illness. Muscle aches, high fevers, a dry, hacking cough. And the reason why it's dangerous is because, number one, the body becomes inflamed all over, and the flu virus can trigger a hyperinflammatory response where your lungs fill up with fluid and you go into respiratory failure. The flu doesn't necessarily kill you, but if you're susceptible to a heart attack, that amount of inflammation can rupture that cholesterol plaque we talked about, cause a clot, and lead to a heart attack. So, so get the shot. Get your shot. Get you can't shot. get the flu from the shot. Wait. What you might experience is a couple of days of a um, little bit of a fever, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit of muscle aches. That's your immune system getting fired up. And there's, that's what you're going to experience. There's no way we have enough time to talk about uh, Vice President Joe Biden. Well, we do. We do? Go well, ahead. Is it what, what? Before the break, you mean? About a minute well, and a half, I, yeah. yeah okay. We'll carry it over. Whatever. We can carry it over. But but there's a big thing now. I talked to you before about don't judging, you know, uh, don't judge Biden by his stammering and by his searching for words. Uh-huh. But it just came out. He's got several medical conditions, I think, that make it a genuine question to talk about these medical conditions and what they can lead to. And also the fact that they're controllable. So what do we do? What do we say? Eh, I don't know yet. There's nobody running other than the second-tier candidates on the Democratic side who's legitimately young. Everybody is older. 
Right. Okay. So, so Bernie had a heart attack. We've talked about that. Right. Bernie can do just fine. Right. Especially now that he knows he's at risk for heart attack, he can prevent it. Sure. These conditions that, that Biden has are chronic conditions that can be ameliorated, but may have serious health concerns in the future. Okay. Coming up on this show, we're going to talk about kids should eat better. You knew this, but even if you're making sure that your child is signed up for soccer and running all the – your child needs to probably eat better if they're eating the American diet now. Details on that coming up and more and your phone calls on heart health. This is Heart Health on the Heart Health Radio Network. I'm Dave Alexander. Here is Dr. Franklin Weefald. Hello, sir. Hello. Let's uh, take up where we had before about Biden. Okay, so what exactly does Biden have? Um, I had forgotten this, but years ago, he almost died. He had what's called a cerebral aneurysm rupture or a subarachnoid hemorrhage. So these are little little outpouchings of the arteries in the brain and one of his rupture. So apparently he almost died. But they got him in time, and they did what's called a clipping. They put a little metal clip to seal off the artery, and apparently he had another one. So mm. they clipped that, what we call prophylactically, to prevent it from bursting. And then the other thing he has is something called atrial fibrillation. We've talked about that before. The upper chamber of the heart, the two of them are called the atria, mm-hmm. and normally was called the sinus node, a little collection of tissue fires off the electricity and controls a a regular heartbeat. Well, he's got a situation, a lot of my patients do, where the electricity in your heart just sort of in the upper chambers goes haywire and starts fluttering. Now, they didn't say whether he had chronic AFib, where it was in fibrillation all the time, or whether he had what's called paroxysmal AFib, where it happens every now and then. But he's on a, quote-unquote, blood thinner. I hate that term. It's an anticoagulant to make the blood not clot as much because the danger in AFib is a clot can form in the upper chamber because the blood's not flowing. It sort of pools, Mm -hmm. clots, and then that flies off to the brain or some other organ and kills it. So even on a anticoagulant, he's at risk for stroke. I mean, the anticoagulants cut the risk from, say, 6% a year to 2% a year. But the other thing that is dangerous about having an anticoagulant is bleeding in the brain. Now, what did he have before? He had a brain bleed. So I'm not saying that he is not qualified to be president on the basis of his health issues. Mm -hmm. Far from it. What I'm saying is people with serious health issues can have positions of power. You look at Dick Cheney. I mean, that guy's heart was squash. I mean, it was terrible. He had, you know, a very weak heart. He had a defibrillator. And he did a real – well, some people think he did a real good job. Other people think he did a terrible job. But it wasn't because of his heart. So, But the question is, what does his brain look like now? And I'd be curious to know. Now, it's, it's against the law and against morality for me to find out without his permission. Right. But I think people might want to ask, I mean, has he had a stroke? Mm. I mean, Bernie had a heart attack. Mm -hmm. Has Joe Biden had a stroke before? Now, my mom had AFib and didn't know. And she developed vascular dementia, where multiple strokes made her demented. 
Um, wow. I'm, and again, please, this is not anything to say that Joe Biden should not be president. But I think it's very instructive for us to know what his conditions were and are. Right. And to find out, has he had any permanent damage to his brain? Now, even if he has, I think he could still be president because people who've had strokes and people who've had, you know, brain damage, uh, it depends on how bad it is. Right. And so I think it's very good that his doctor um, and his doctors, you know, were open and told us what he had mm-hmm. and what conditions he has. And I think it's uh, very fascinating to realize that people in his age, 77, are going to have health problems. But it doesn't mean you can't serve at the highest levels as long as these things are understood. One thing I, I always object to, being someone with heart stents, yeah. so I have heart disease, I have diabetes. Uh, we talked last week that my doctor at one time decided that I was morbidly obese. Shooting for just that singly obese thing on on my chart i'm hoping for that and then maybe oh, you're, you're eliminate the whole thing you're getting there eliminate the whole thing from the from the chart i don't like it when people say well is he gonna last is he sees yeah. ill the headline yeah. of the story that you just read yeah. was something like i think it was president obama's doctor, it was obama's doctor saying joe biden is not well well, you know something? When you say that, yeah. it okay. doesn't sound like a considered and, opinion. And that's why I was being very careful. Okay? Oh, People with health conditions are in some situations when they have great doctors and they're taking care of their health, through diet, exercise, uh, medications, whatever. They're healthy. Yeah, Their conditions are controlled. I have a big, uh, a hard time now mm-hmm. convincing some surgeons to operate on my patients. Because they hear they've had a heart stent and automatically assume they're not healthy. Right. The whole point is the heart stent made them healthy. Yeah. The blood flow might be better than that surgeon's in yeah. the heart because he's, he doesn't know. You know, right. maybe he's going to be uh, sitting there with a knife in my patient's, you know, stomach and have a heart attack and slip and cut open his colon. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But the point I try to tell these people is just because they've had a condition which has been ameliorated, made better, yeah. doesn't mean they can't have surgery because they have, quote, unquote, a bad heart. And so, Dave, I'm sitting across from there. Yeah. I'm looking at you. You're hale and hearty. You're handsome. Yeah. I mean, and hair you Hair is holding up. Yeah, the hair is holding up. You, you look know. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's let's open up the phone lines, 919-860-9783. If you've ever been turned down. For surgery, or you're, yeah. you know, you've had your doctor kind of roll his eyes. I've been turned down for a date. Does that count? <laughs> no, oh, darn. it doesn't. Nine one, because you know, you probably only get turned down for surgery once every few months, right? But you, okay, nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three is our telephone number. Kids should eat better. We all know that. Yeah. But what's the point in this article? The point in the article, it was uh, researched by Duke, yeah. my alma mater. Yeah. Uh, I did cardiology there. I didn't go to undergrad there. Um, and Baylor uh, College of Medicine. Right. Um, looking at kids who are obese, and uh, childhood obesity is a medical problem in this country. Yep. And so a lot of moms and dads send their kids out to play soccer thinking that high activity, uh, high physical you know, exertion is going to keep them thin. 
Well, right. the answer is no. Um, and and it, it makes sense when you think about it in terms of if you know what the caloric burn is for an, an exercise thing. Mm-hmm. If you play a game of soccer running up and down, you're going to burn about 500 calories. Okay, If you walk on a treadmill for an hour, you're going to burn about 300 calories. Now, that sounds like a lot. But remember, these kids are eating twenty—I mean, thirty-five to hundred to four thousand calories a day. They have to to maintain their growth and their brain function. Right. It's what they eat. Okay. And we talk about this no-no diet. It's the diet for everybody because what hurts us is not fat. It is not meat. It is refined sugar or just sugar in general, white flour products, white potato products, and white rice products. They're turned by our bodies into simple sugar. They're stored as fat, okay? And that's what makes our kids obese. It's it's the stuff that's good. It's the donuts. You know, it's not the steak. It's not the bacon even. So moms and dads out there, whatever your role is in your kid's life – Get them to exercise. That's mm-hmm. good for their bones. It's good for their muscles. Mm-hmm. Good for your brain health because it you know circulates those neurohormones and endorphins. But if you want them, if you've got an obese child, you've got to cut out the things that make them obese. And it's not fat. Fat doesn't make you fat. White flour, sugar, white potato products, and white rice. My suspicion is all those athletic people who are really thin – Mm-hmm. I mean, they just look chiseled and sharp. Mm-hmm. I bet you they're watching what they're eating. Absolutely. They're eating. Now, they are, because most of them who right. are Looney Tunes enough to run a marathon yeah. are going to be vegans and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Which, And I have nothing against veganism. But I'm trying to tell you, they don't eat pasta. Well, maybe they do. That's a vegetable. Yeah. Right, yeah. But they probably don't get tons of sugar because, you know... I mean, it, sugar's a bad ne- got a bad name, and yeah. rightly so. Yeah. Okay. So the vegans who are really trying to be healthful uh, and healthy are going to avoid sugar for the most part. Very quickly, uh, vegans should have B twelve. Yeah, and this is the thing: vegans get mad. They think I can get B twelve, but it's actually been studied, and there are a lot of B twelve deficient vegans out there. You can get your B twelve. Um, the soy milk apparently has a lot of B12 in it, uh, but they talk about <laughs> they talk about what the good sources are in this article, and there are things that vegans, true vegans, don't eat, which are eggs and milk. They don't eat dairy products. They don't eat eggs. Right. Cauliflower is really good with B12. Okay. Um, and I don't know if they're against supplements, but take a B12 once a day for gosh sakes. Now, t- I love veganism. It's good for you because it avoids the no-nos. Right. Okay? But protein. You've got to get enough protein. And believe it or not, you can get it from vegetables, but you've got to eat the right things. Beans. Any mm-hmm. type of bean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we talked before about cleaning your husband's underwear. Yeah, yeah. You're exactly. going to have to clean it more if you eat the beans. Oh, my gosh. If you eat the stuff that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, So eat a variety. If you're on a vegan diet, it's healthful. Yeah. But get enough protein and get enough B12. The vegans online will say it's a myth. We get B12. Yeah, it's been proven. You got to be really thoughtful 
get enough B12, okay. find out the things that give you B12, or just take a supplement. Well, let me tell you what. I'm on the no-no diet, but I'm, I'm finding that we're, I'm going to have to find a different way to describe how I eat. I don't – I'm not a vegan or a vegetarian, but the only thing on the Thanksgiving menu was the turkey and vegetables. That's okay. it. That's it. There were 15 other plates I couldn't touch. Well, so? So I only ate the uh, turkey You want and me to veg- cry for you? No, I'm just saying that there's no word for me. Well, I'm sort of a vegetarian, okay. but I love but, meat. But, but here's, here's the thing. Okay, when yeah. I when I do no no, yeah. I don't mean no no forever or no no never. No, it's it's the concept of saying I'm going to focus on avoiding those things. Yep. Now, your birthday, have some ice cream and birthday cake. Oh sure, yeah. On Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. have some potatoes and gravy. Yeah. As long as for the twenty nine <laughs> other days in November, <laughs> you no. watch what you do. No. I mean, mental health in terms of comfort food, I don't mind. I can tell now, you why this is not going to work. I can tell you something right now. What? I don't follow the no-no diet. Okay. I don't. Very good. No, you don't need to. Well, yeah, I do. Okay. Everybody needs to because it's inflammation that kills. And the, the no-no diet reduces inflammation because it's simple sugars that cause increased inflammation in our bodies. Right. Okay. So don't do what I do. No, 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 no. Do what Just I say. Do better. Yeah. Do what I say. Do always do better. 919-860-9783 is our number. Uh, we've got shout-outs coming, out, uh, coming up in just a moment. Fluoride, uh, we have identified the number one killer of women, and we'll say it to you. And then six months from now, there'll be another article saying, guess what is the number one killer of women? And you'll think, oh, it's cancer. It's not. It's not. It's not. Uh, a big hint in the qualifications of our host, Dr. Franklin Weefall. <laughs> 919-860-9783 is the number on Heart Health on the Heart Health Radio Network. Well, you know you make me want to kick my heels up and down. You can listen to the Heart Health Radio podcast by going to WPTF.com and then clicking in the uh, more or less the upper right-hand corner or toward the right where it says podcasts and find Heart Health. Or go to hearthealthradio.com and the link is automatic. Also, we're on Apple Podcasts. Sign up for that. Heart, Dr. F- you search Heart Health, H-E-A-R-T, right. Health, H-A-L-T-H. And we're number one. On the list, because although there are some radio, if you Google search Heart Health Radio, you might end up with somebody else's website. Go to hearthealthradio.com. All one word. All one word with a dot com. Yep. All right. Dr. Weefold is a cardiologist and internal medicine specialist with Millennia Cardiovascular. A long time ago, before I started talking, we heard the song Shout. Mm-hmm. Who are we shouting out today? Well, here's a problem for for doctors. We're not supposed to be friends with our patients. Mm. And I think that makes sense in some ways because mm-hmm. when you get emotionally involved, maybe you can't separate that and look at the patient. Well, I'm going to shout out today a guy named Carl Weaver. Carl has had multiple stents 
He has had diabetes. He's had high blood pressure. He's had peripheral vascular disease, which means he's had blockages in his arteries. And guess what? What? He's doing great. That's good. Doing fantastically well. Um, This is a sign that you can do what you got to do and take your heart conditions and your vascular conditions, fix them, and maybe not forget them, Mm -hmm. but you can live with them. Now, the interesting thing about Carl, besides the fact he's a great guy and he's one of my best friends, Mm -hmm. is that he had this weird tumor in his brain. It was made of cholesterol. I'd never seen anything like it before. He complained of a headache. I got an MRI, which, you know, you're not supposed to do just for a headache. And he had this tumor in his brain that was, and when they finally cut it out, it was made out of cholesterol, a cholesteatoma in the brain. And he's fine now. Uh, some days I think you're making things up. No, that's a true story. So, okay. Carl, if you're listening, um, when I see you as a doctor, I see you as the patient. Yeah. But when I think of you, I think of a dear friend That's good. who has not only a good heart medically, mm-hmm. but a great heart in spirit. Very good. Wonderful human being. You mentioned stents. I mentioned stents. I have pieces of metal in some of the arteries near my heart. That's a stent. Yes. When I went in or to the hospital, they just went ahead and said, you know, we we got a bucket full of stents here, Mr. Alexander. We're going to put in as many as we can uh, before we're done. There's something in the literature yeah. now yeah. where you shouldn't just go after the blocked arteries. Well, here's the thing. Narrow For arteries. Y- it's, you know, we talk about what you do know and what you don't know. And one study says one thing. Then a better study comes along and says another thing. So nowadays, when you have a heart attack, and it's called an STEMI, ST elevation myocardial infarction, that's the worst. Because when you look at your EKG, what's called the ST segments are way off the baseline. That means your artery is completely blocked. So they throw you in the meat wagon, which is what I call the ambulance, and they run you to the cath lab. Come on, that's an old term. I love it. And then they put you in the cath lab, put a tube in your wrist or your leg, go up to the heart, find the blocked artery, and open it up with a stent. Well, for years now, they weren't fixing the other arteries. And so what would happen is, you know, you had the left anterior descending, which is the widowmaker. They'd fix that. But there'd be a very tight blockage in the right artery. And they leave it alone. And so and then they come back to see me and I'm still having chest discomfort. And we were supposed to wait six months and all this other stuff. Well, the study finally came out. And there's a guy named Kim Eagle who reviewed this. It's called the complete trial. These trials, they make up these these names, complete, and it stands for something. Uh, I can't tell you, you know. But they did 4,000 patients. They followed them for three years. Some of them, they fixed all the arteries. Yeah. And some of them, they fixed only the artery that had the heart attack blockage. Right. Turns out, the ones who got fixed with all of their blockages did better. Had fewer repeat procedures, fewer non-fatal heart attacks. And so now they say, fix them all. So if you go in having a heart attack yeah, and you're the patient, right. make sure your doctor is up to speed because if they're not up to speed, if they don't keep up, they might not fix all your blockages. And the answer is the people who have a heart attack, who had their artery causing the heart attack fixed, who also had their other arteries fixed, did better. 
Right. So when you're lying there, if you can think of it, look him in the eye or her in the eye and say, yeah. fix them all, Doc. Fix them all. We covered a story six months ago on this radio show about women who will send their husband or son to the hospital with you know that pain that pressure in the chest i call it discomfort that discomfort in the chest that is associated with a heart attack meanwhile they might have the same symptoms and they ignore, ignore it or or different symptoms and right. and that's the key thing here is that women and this is not sexist okay i love women mm-hmm. call me a feminist i'm not saying they're different because they're weird because they're different but for some reason, we don't understand why women have different symptoms. They could have the classic mid-sternal chest pressure and tightness, or they could just have fatigue, or yeah. they can feel bad. But before we take the caller, I want you to know that the number one killer of women is not breast cancer. That's not to say breast cancer is not important, but don't think that. The right. number one killer of women and men mm-hmm. It's cardiovascular disease, stroke, heart attack. Get it taken care of. Something else you told me that we should have mentioned in previous shows, shingles. Out. Should Should I be getting a shot for shingles or should we be asking my doctor for yes. that? Yes, yes, yeah. everyone. Shingrix. Shingles it, is it's what? The new it's... One. Shingles is herpes virus. It's really? a chicken pox. If you've had the chicken pox, it lives... In your nerves by the spine. Right. And let me tell you, I mean, shingles not only can be painful, and there's something called post-herpetic neuralgia. Mm-hmm. If you have a line of redness with vesicles coming out, that's shingles. Now, because it lives in the nerve endings of the spine, it can get anywhere. Right. I've seen people lose their sight from shingles in the eye. Okay? Really? So the shingrix shot works, and it's a two-shot process. Mm-hmm. And even if you've had shingles before, um, get the get the vaccine because it really helps. All right. There's a town in Alaska that I think, for political reasons, decided that they didn't want fluoride in their water anymore. Oh, you know how the lefties are, and no, the wackos who think fluoride is killing us. Yeah, um, fluoride's been a big boon. Um, we've we've really cut the number of of cavities. So. They said, mm-hmm. let's take it out. Right. So some scientist, Dennis, said, let me find out what's going on. And an average of one extra cavity per child because they took the fluoride out per year. Right. We are approaching the end of the no show. No way. Yeah, we are. And I'll tell you what, it's the last show before Christmas, and we may take Saturday off. So yeah. it might not be the, it might be the last show of the year. Thank you very much, everyone who listens every week. And I tell you, my audience, they're like my patients. Yeah. Love them. All right. Take care, and we will see you on the radio next Saturday at noon on Heart Health Radio. Proceeding was meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on what was just discussed, consult your medical doctor.